This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 30. Welcome back, connoisseurs. This is the connoisseurs of sport coming back at you. And yes, this is the basketball GM. You know, last episode, I started off talking about the boogie down Bronx and all kinds of craziness. But right <laughs> now, we're going to be very serious because the solemnity of one Steph Curry oh, has just this. brought me to a, a place of reverence. Uh-oh. Um, you know, we are recording on a Sunday, so... It's time for all of us to worship and bow down, I believe. Um, Before we do all of that, though, of course I'm joined by the scout, but we also have a special guest in this NBA episode. The football GM is here. What's What's going on? What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, Yeah, he he decided. What's that? What's that, scout? We found him, folks. Finally. Yeah, he (laughs) decided to step into this minefield here. He's going to be the resident Steph Curry apologist, yes. uh, <laughs> fanboy. Yes, I, you yes. dug me. You dug yeah. me up from underground. Football <laughs> was over. You dug me up. You brought me out just to bury me again. No, 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 no. We, we'll keep you above ground. Okay. okay. Yeah. You've been exhumed permanently. Okay. Now well, he's good. Let me tell you one thing. The basketball GM is going at it with the words today, people. I am. I'm sorry. He is showing off. I know. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, everybody in, in, in my other life, I'm a teacher, and we use big words in what I in the classes I teach. So, you know, uh, well, my yeah, I, I, I got to teach today, so I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my um, so, is struggling to keep up, so I'll do my best. Oh, no, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to guide you. But you're going to okay. guide us okay. in the Steph Curry love. Before we dive into our discussion, Scout started off, set it up for us in regards to Steph Curry. I mean, the episode uh, name is something like, is Steph Curry the greatest shooter in history already? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as the connoisseurs know, I am—I really am conflicted when it comes to the style of play um, versus the effectiveness. Because um, we try so to... So what do you mean when you when you say style of play? Oh, I am. I don't like where the NBA has gone, as everyone knows, regarding the preponderance. Uh, that's of, word. Yeah. Anyway, of, what is of three-point shooting? You know, the volume, the, the the you know the the leagues, um, devaluing of other aspects of the game, and also um, the value of other skill sets being skewed. Whereas these these three-point shooters are now dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that because I like more diversity in the game. Um, having said that, that is a personal preference. Yeah. Right. Um, that personal preference cannot block Steph Curry's shot. 
So on a certain level, it's it's irrelevant. It's it's a discussion point, right? Yeah. Um, also, uh, we are in the day and age, obviously, of um, social media and truly obnoxious fans. Well, that's everything. Yeah. So I really have a I have to separate Steph Curry from his fans because they are just. They're irredeemable. I'll put it that way. And I even had an argument with the guy uh, last night. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, and you know, our thing is, you know, can we just wait a bit and see if this can be sustained right. before we start putting crowns on people? And and that's the thing. That doesn't mean what he's doing is it remarkable because it is. I mean, this we've is said one it's of, remarkable. Yeah, this is one of, let me just put it this way. This is one of the all-time great seasons. In NBA history. One all-time great offensive seasons. Yeah. Offensive seasons, right. Excuse me, right. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It is up there with um, MJ's 37-point season, Kobe's 35, and, and on and on and on. You know, we've Even seen though seasons. he's not averaging those numbers, he's at 30 he's not. points. But the the thing with him, um, and there's an article on 538.com that really breaks down his efficiency and volume and how it is really an outlier yeah, we're, we're linking that in the show notes, by right. the way, for everybody. And it's a great read. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm torn here. Okay, I'm giving you all the elements of, of where I am and how half the time I just want to argue with his fans. And it's I don't like them. It ain't him, per se. It's them. And, so and I have it's that some of them. It's, it's the most vocal some of them. Yes. Uh, fans. Yeah. Right. And essentially what you're saying is you don't like the style, but you respect the game. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I don't think they respect it. Whereas you, once you start saying someone's the greatest ever, especially when the body of work is this small, you disrespect people that have dominated the league when they were in their primes or what have you for decades. Plus. For years and years and years. Right. That's what I don't like. That's okay. a good point. That's right. So I'm trying to really calibrate this so people can see where I'm coming from. It's not, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, you're being diplomatic again. I mean, I feel like I'm in the State Department. That's um, about me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, Jeff, let's pull you in here. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, before we started recording, everyone, the football GM uh, really let us know his perspective, which I think is a good one uh, mm-hmm. from a Steph Curry fan. So just yeah. let us know, Jeff, what about Curry uh, are you drawn to? What do you like the most about what he's doing? Yeah, so what I was saying is, and, and for me, it's it's probably the biggest thing in sports that I look for, and I, and I know when we do football episodes, it's something we really focus on uh, as much as we can, but this is a little different because it's basketball, and personalities seem to stand out a little more, things like that. So um, the, the point I was making and everything I look for uh, in a player is the... In the greats, if I'm going to compare them to the greats, because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the greatest season, the greatest shooter, the greatest, you know, and so on. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at what do the what is it that those greats have? We all know they can; they're great players physically, and they can shoot and all those things. It's the attitude behind it. It's that slice your throat, step on your back when you're down. <laughs> I'm not afraid to take this shot. Right. Uh, those type things that I look for um, in the greats, like the Birds and the Kobe's and the Magics, like in Jordan, and you see that there was no fear in their game. 
Mm-hmm. And that's for me what separates it. And when I watch Curry, I see no fear. Mm-hmm. I see no fear of taking the last shot. No mm-hmm. fear of taking the long shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fear of doing whatever needs to be done to get the job done. And like you said, we we're shooting on Sunday morning. Uh, not sure, you know, we're if we want to reference last night's game. Oh yeah, maybe, go ahead. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll go okay. into uh, where he hit 12 uh, against OKC last night. I think he because that tied the record for most. Tied of the, the record. Uh, Kobe and Danielle Marshall has the record as well. However. They did it in regulation. Okay. <laughs> they did it in regulation. Uh, yeah. I think I read he missed. Did he miss a couple six minutes or something? He hurt he his head. five minutes, right? Um, okay. Which right. I um, mean, you know. Yeah, that is what it is. But uh, but at clutch time, mm-hmm. uh, in in overtime, when it when it all mattered, um, man, I, I just see no fear in that that cat's eyes. I mean. So that's what I'm looking for to separate my greats. And we've had a LeBron episode on Connoisseurs of Sport uh, where we talked about what we think is the problems or or are the problems that why we don't necessarily put him in that tier. And this episode is not to rip LeBron. We've already done that. But uh, <laughs> I see a lot of differences. I see a lot. If I'm going to compare him to the other guy that I think that Steph has taken all the attention off of, Yes, uh, that would be yes. LeBron. I think all the attention's on Steph now, and all the attention is going off LeBron. Uh, and I see that I see the justification in that because I see that killer attitude. Yeah, yeah. now and you know, for LeBron, LeBron is just a different kind of player. And what has happened to him totally. is that the media have put a certain mantle on his shoulders that never should have been there, and that he didn't really want. Right. Um, right. You know, so that's the thing about LeBron. LeBron does other things, uh, and if he were praised for those other things appropriately, I think uh, that some of the LeBron hate that's out there would dissipate. Yeah, right. um, yeah, he yeah. was giving too much of a load to carry by the media. It was just unfair. Yeah, I mean, they they called him. You know, they put him in the lineage of Jordan. Yeah. Um, at trying to come after Kobe is really what their agenda was yes. to take Kobe down and say no, LeBron is really the next Jordan. Uh, no, he's not, and no, he never was, and no, he really didn't want to be. Right. Um, and I think the biggest piece of the puzzle is exactly what you just said. Now that that attention is on Steph, we'll see how he goes. This fits in to what, what the scout just said of the longevity. Of it, so now he's got that attention. Now he's got the load on his shoulders. We'll see what he can do with that and the longevity all in one, and see if it really comes together. And see where where we're talking about this in five years from now. What happened? Yeah, I think Magic's point. I think he tweeted something that said, "If this continues for four to five more years, um, if this continues for four to five more years, then." then we really start to say, hey, this guy is up there with the rest of the folks. And that's kind of where I've always stood. Um, is this an outlier season where not only has he increased his volume again, but his efficiency has stayed and even gotten better? If you right. read the, five, the 538.com piece, is this who he is? Well, it's been a season and a half. Um... You mean three quarters of a season? Well, you know, however you want to put it. I'm going to give him last season. I'm just going right. to give it to him. And then this half. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I gotta go back to something. Um, they talk, they like talking about the minutes, right? And we touched on it. Steph Curry went out for five minutes, right, in that game. And I've heard, you know, they made a big deal about that, yeah. right? So he played 38 total minutes. Okay, Kobe when he made 12 threes, played 37 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we see here how, again. As a Kobe fan, we are an oppressed fan base. We're defensive because of the way Kobe Bryant was treated, right? But see, they won't tell you. They'll, they will take, you know, Steph Curry and throw the minutes at you. And, oh, well, he missed five minutes. All to, you don't have to elevate what he's done. Right. What's with the extra push? That's where I get into this thing. I'm like, yo, you're, you're selective reporting. So I just wanted to throw that out. That when Kobe hit his 12, it was in 37 minutes. So can we please stop and just take the performances for what they are? Mm-hmm. Now here, yeah. let me let me weigh in. Um, when it comes to Curry, he's an offensive juggernaut. Yeah. Um, is he the greatest offensive juggernaut we've ever seen? No. Uh, it's a big part of it is how he's doing it, which is from the three, from long distance, hitting a thirty-eight point game winner. I mean, thirty-eight uh, foot game mm-hmm. winner, mm-hmm. etc. Um. So, okay, we have that. But what is he doing on the other end? That's always my gripe with Steph Curry because you're fresher when you have less responsibility on the other end of the court. Mm -hmm. Jordan played defense. Kobe played defense. Magic played defense. Bird. Okay, so played defense. Uh, I'll give him that. In my yeah, he tries. He, yeah, ima- he, he imagined, you know, tried. He, he, he tried. tried. Right, right. <laughs> you know. uh, now, what, whatever you want to say about LeBron, LeBron does a lot of defensive things. Yeah. So that's my question when it comes to Curry because we've talked about the team makeup of the Warriors. We've talked about how they suit him so well. And when you have that, it really makes it even easier for him to do what Jeff was saying which is to be fearless mm-hmm. when you have that kind of backup. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I would like to see him on a team that's not so good. That's what I would like to see. I mean, it may not ever happen. Uh, well, it may be early in his career, but we won't. I won't slay him on that. But, well, you know. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When you say that, do you agree? I think you do agree that he's better now. He's a better player. I think across the board, we agree. Absolutely. Um, But a part of that is he's had the freedom Mm -hmm. to get better. Not saying that, you know, oh, this is going to, that would happen to anyone. He does have greatness within him. That is a a great thing to see that kind of progression, especially at this point in the career to see that kind of jump because in that 538 article, uh, Benjamin Morris, who wrote it, compares it to actually Rodman rebounding. Right. It was real. That was great. Yeah, that was a great comparison. Where it's a, you, it's a singular skill that is uncanny, which yeah, is his exactly. shot, his radar. The the I call it radar on his shot. Yes, where he, he it's like he's throwing it at the rim. Sometimes yeah. I mean he'll lose his he'll lose his dribble, scramble for it, and and he'll just throw it up to bail himself out, and it right. goes in a lot. Of, it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's like the you know like from Lean on Me, you're like a bird with radar, and I'm trying tired to get hit. <laughs> you know that's that's yeah. the crazy. But see that my my and we talked about variety and all of that. The three point shooting, of course, is astounding. We've said that numerous times. Um his ability to get free 
to do that, his ability to just launch the shot whenever he needs to, mm-hmm. is great. But that's not all of basketball. And I, I would just like to see him on a team that's not elite. I would like to see him in a in down years uh, with this kind of production to see if it lasts, to see what happens when more defenders get closer to him. Because in this article we keep referencing, uh, you know, he doesn't do as well when defenders are within two feet of him. Right. And, and just reading that to me as a longtime NBA fan is astonishing. When you're going, really? I mean, that's rare when they can get two feet, you know, right. within two feet of him. I mean, think about the people hanging off of a Jordan and Kobe and others. Even think about afraid, how Kevin Durant, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So see, that's my thing. That's why we're we're advocating patience when it comes to him matters, especially if you want to put him into a historical perspective. Um, let's move to something else because I'm getting sick and tired of talking about him. Uh, this <laughs> game. <laughs> well, can I say one thing? One. Yeah, one go ahead. Go ahead. You move on. And the scout brought this up uh, uh, earlier when we were talking, and it's very important. And it's just a little tidbit, and we kind of covered around it, but it's the adjustment. The adjustment moving forward. So we talk about we need to see this for four or five more years. The scout was talking about earlier. It might have been when we were just uh, shooting. Anyway, uh, how will they adjust? How will defenses adjust? So instead of being two within two feet, how can they adjust to be within seven inches? That's that's <laughs> the key moving forward, right? And is that possible? Yeah. And is that right? Is that possible? And the thing about sport, right? If you really look at the landscape of all sports. And life, we like to do that too, right? Because sure. when you're talking about human beings here, um, the sport always finds a way to catch up, and you yes. never, you you never, you, everything looks unstoppable until someone stops it. Yeah, and then you have to adjust. So that's what we're on the lookout for. I believe. I think we all agree with that. Yeah, but I think as far as the best shooter ever, you definitely have an argument there. Um, yeah, pure shooting. That, yeah, yeah. Like you're into that shooting. kind of best ever thing, sure, right. I, I'm not going to argue with that unless you're an obnoxious fan, and then I may do it just for sport. <laughs> yeah, and the but argument yeah. for him with that really is the combination, like you said, of efficiency and volume. It's the yes. volume where he keeps that a, a efficient pace that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, now, but the, remember his team. See, that's the thing when I always think about it, even when it comes to other teams defending them, they can't expend all of their resources on Steph Curry because they're going to get burned by yes. the other guys. Other players, yes. yes. That's about, they, they, they live and thrive off of spacing. Right. Right. Th- that's why he can get free. That's, true. that's a big part. Of, that's why I'm saying I would love to see him like on the Miami Heat. Like, take D-Wade out of the heat and put him on there. I'd love to see that, just yeah. to see what he would do. Now, he is the son of an NBA player. Let's not sure. forget. That, that's a big that part of the reality. Yeah. Yep. So that's a big yeah. part of what Jeff was saying when it's like, he's like, give me the ball. I'll shoot this from outside of the arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And um, I think that's, that's a good point you bring up um, mm-hmm. about him, his father playing and, you know, because people look at him like he's an underdog. Y'all, y'all got to stop that. He's 6'3", 184 point guard. That is not undersized. And his father, he's the son of an NBA player. Yeah. He is not an underdog. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. Now, but, you know, you have the clay bot on the other side. You got you got the clay bot. You got yeah. Iguodala. You got Draymond Green. Yes. You have others. Harrison Barnes. 
Yeah. They're just a multi-skilled. Each player can do multiple things, and it creates spacing. So it's a symbiotic relationship, as sports are. But to yeah. your point, right, when we're talking about greatest ever, we like to try to speculate and lift people out of that situation and maybe drop them in another and say, can they still do, do this? Right. So... Yeah, anyway. this Warriors team may be one of the greatest teams ever assembled mm-hmm. to uh, to take advantage of the league as it is. Yes, yeah. very, so, well very well. You know, now let's talk about this game from last night. The Warriors at the Thunder. It went to overtime. The Warriors won. Mm-hmm. Um, let me throw something out at you guys. I promised you something you didn't know. And uh, we'll link this in the show notes, everyone. Draymond Green went on a little tirade at halftime last night. Um, now, let me let me read because uh, Lisa Salters reported, and here's uh, what she said. She said, I did not hear what precipitated it, but he was yelling so loudly that I could hear everything he was saying. I think you heard a little bit of it as well, Mike. That's Mike Breen. I think that it was Draymond Green. The indications that I've gotten from other players is that it was Draymond Green. He was yelling and screaming, quote, I am not a robot. I know I can play. You have me messed up right now. If you don't want me to shoot, I won't shoot the rest of the game, unquote. At, At one point, people were trying to get him to sit down from what I could hear, and he was daring people, threatening people, quote, come sit me down, unquote. Uh oh. Wow. Well, again, this is media. Now, the Golden State Warriors are presented to us as one happy family. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves what Steph is doing. And that's not the Chinese food. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, again, this is we're going into the media arena now as far as presenting something to people that adds fuel to this fight. Oh, they don't bicker. They're not like the Shaq Kobe Lakers, you know, when we want to diminish uh, what's going on there. Or, you know, so you look at Draymond Green, right? And Draymond Green is sublimating his game, right? Another big word, but stop it. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, to fit in and really to elevate Steph Curry, which is to the benefit of the team. Don't get me wrong. There is motive. This is not, you know, a a hollow pursuit. Yeah, because that 538 article talks about maybe you should take every shot. Right. <laughs> and like and like I said before on the podcast, it's like Team Wolf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which you know, originally I think someone when when Kobe was going off for I think two straight seasons on those bad teams, I think that's what they called him, but it was a negative, you know, of course everything with, yes. with Kobe has to be a slang. But they call him that. But yes, this is the ultimate Team Wolf here. Yeah, I almost feel like Draymond Green should be sitting on his podcast arguing why Steph Curry shouldn't be taking all these shots. <laughs> he would, he would, they, they, would, they would put him down. The league yeah. would put him down. Remember, there is an incentive also monetarily for this. Yes, yes He's gonna, He brings in non-basketball fans. Yes. And you, and you were talking about, Scout, uh, when you were out and about, uh, the game was on and just everybody cheering. Yes. And they ain't all basketball fans. Stop. No, it was even a, a girl, a bartender there that said, because one of the, one of uh, a guy wanted OKC to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just incredulous. Why don't you like the Warriors? I mean, it was like really, and you could, you know, you don't want the Warriors to win. You can tell she's not a basketball fan, but mm-hmm. it's just like, it's this echo chamber again when we get into everyone likes this, right? Yeah, right. It's the media. It's the media, and 
and their control. But let me just read Draymond Green's response because they asked him about this tirade. He said, oh, good. That's good. He said, what goes on in here, that's the locker room, stays in here. I've clearly never been a guy who cares about shots. I pass up shots, open shots. But, you know, we know what goes on between our team. We know what sparks this team. We know what this team do. But what goes on <laughs> in this locker room stays in this locker room. <clears throat> Steve Kerr um, said that the rant was unusual, but wouldn't give uh, other specifics. And Peter Vesey reported that this isn't the first time Green has cursed out teammates and challenged them physically. Uh, against the Bulls before the All-Star break, he wanted to fight Iguodala, says a source. Well, you know, I'll put it this way, and this is where the media, again, we we are no fans of the media. This is where well, I have and then Peter Vesey, yeah, you know. Well, I'm surprised. I didn't know he was still around, but the <laughs> media, this is my problem with the media, okay? They, again, they present the Warriors as a happy family in order to diminish um, teams or players they don't necessarily like. So, like I said, you take the Shaq, Kobe Lakers, which are con- they're constantly kind of, they try to nitpick at them. Or they were fighting. When we know, if you understand life, if you bring people together for that long a period of time, they are going to fight. It's yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, so let's listen to Shaq's podcast if you want, like, some of the reels on that. Listen yeah. to what Shaq has to say about uh, that dynamic and how it worked. Uh, right. And and even he was talking about how Kobe was not the reason why he left L.A. So it's like all of these myths uh, that are out there. Uh, yeah, I wanted to add another angle to this because you know I'm a conspiracy theorist, uh, <laughs> but I believe in my conspiracies. But uh, I'm going to take this another level. Um, the outcome of the game with Golden State winning the way that they did, what kind of impact would this article have if they didn't win the game as compared to that they that they did win? So. That being said, now do they look like even more of a juggernaut because they were able to overcome, uh, you know, this fighting, we'll call it fighting, whatever it is, you know, arguing in the locker room or someone uh, is displeased with his role or whatever, whatever it is, like he said, whatever happens there, we don't know what exactly what's going on. We can only go with what's reported, but they were able to overcome this terrible time and win in this situation uh there's that angle you know what i mean and then yeah. if they didn't win the game what kind of an impact would this have going forward as well, well? I, so, you know what I think? Points. yeah i think draymond green is easy to villainize <clears throat> yeah see here's the thing about this the, the media says we love steph curry he's our guy so everyone loves steph curry even his teammates right that's what they want to sell you yeah and we talked about why that that's just not true. It's just not life. So, but Draymond Green is very easy because of his uh, behavior. I'll say the way he carries himself. It's really easy to take that and make that make him a villain in opposition to what Steph Curry's doing. There is no problem there. That may even enhance it. Right. Yeah. And and it's also. You have Clay Thompson, who is, you know, just goes along for the ride. (laughs) Right. right. And and the thing about him, he does a lot of dirty work as far as defending. I mean, he had to stay in front of what he had to guard Westbrook. Exactly. It wasn't Curry guarding Westbrook. Right. Yeah. And uh, let me just say, you know, Draymond Green, he did have a rough first half, but the second half he did really well. He ended the game with just two points, but he had uh, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, Mm -hmm. 
six steals and four blocks. So, you know, it's just like when you have a guy like that on your team, that's just one of many yes. who can be done. Uh, also, what Jeff is saying is so interesting because I happen to take a course in college on stardom. Yes, on how stars are created. Yeah. And a big part of that is actually the negative portions of, of their uh, personas. So when it comes, if you're thinking of the Warriors as a team, it just makes it even better that they throw this in with a win. Yes. Because the, my, yes. my question would be, would they even report it if the Warriors had lost? Right, so going to the, going to the football GM's point, right? Exactly. Yeah, so just to yeah. know, this academically, academically, yeah. this is what is done for stars. Uh, it's called a transgression. Yes. So there's always a transgression. Mm -hmm. And then they have to overcome that. So this is building into the myth of the Golden State Warriors that, oh, it wasn't all hunky-dory behind the scenes and look what yes. they did yes. to overcome it. Yeah, And, so, and that's so, what I was talking about with the conspiracy thing. There's always some kind of plan behind what they report, how they report it, and mm -hmm. then the outcome. So, yeah, And yeah. also, just to go back to Clay, I mean, Clay, again, was tasked with guarding just the the Tasmanian devil and still went 12 <laughs> out of 23 for 32 points. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But he, I mean, he had 32, uh, Steph had 46, you mm. know, um, and, and Steph had six assists and two steals. Um, but, you know, when you have all of these pieces working together, it, it just helps you out so much. I mean, even, even Iguodala giving you 12 on five or eight mm -hmm. and six rebounds. You know, uh, this stuff helps. It, it, it all helps. Um, and Kevin Durant fouling out didn't hurt either. Um, yeah, because he had 37 on 13 to 26, 7 right. of 11 from 3, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you can see with him, the defense against Kevin Durant is a little different. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've gone on record as saying I believe, you know, people would disagree big time with me, but he is still the best overall player in the game. Skill-wise, I think yes. he's the guy because he can just do it from anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you build in the size and just the skill set. Um, so, again, we're just giving you all angles with, with the Golden State Warriors. Maybe, you know, I don't yeah. know. And just so you know, from last season, uh, according to the 538 article, from last season, uh, Curry was the fourth most efficient shooter on a shot-by-shot -shot basis, and these are players that had more than 200 shots. He was behind Kyle Korver, DeAndre Jordan, and Kevin Durant. But, you know, Curry had 1,600, uh, more than 1,600 shots in that span, while none of the other players had even half of that. So it's that combination of volume and, and all of that. But right. let's stay with Draymond Green. Because his 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 mama, Mama Green, <laughs> decided to write a letter to Warriors haters. Okay, especially you former players. She says, "Let me let me read this. Let me read this. I enjoy it." <laughs> Here's what Mama Green says: Even after such a great year, and the Warriors following that with sheer domination this season, the so-called experts and former basketball players are slinging mud at Golden State. All the talk is about what the Warriors can't do. What would have happened in another day? Why what they are doing isn't so great after all. Move on. It happens with every generation. Whatever happened to wanting the next generation to be better than the last? Whatever happened to being supportive, proud, and uplifting? Considering what this team is doing to spread the appeal of the game. Stop spewing envy. Especially you former players, even you legends. These players are who you used to be. 
They are walking, following your footsteps. And nothing they have said or done suggests they aren't appreciative and grateful for their predecessors. You have their respect. So relax. Last time I checked, records are made to be broken. Errors are going to change. Progress is supposed to be good. Whether they win it all or not, one thing is for certain. Basketball has changed, and quite frankly, I'm glad it has. Because truth be told, we are all we were all beginning to yawn. Oh man. Oh man. Let me let me say this first, and I'll let you go. I'll let you go, Scout. Um why and I said this before, why is all these athletes' mamas showing up everywhere. <laughs> like, and be like, you know, me for my job, I, I walk down the hallway with my little tool cart and then I come around the corner and there's my mom. <laughs> She's like, you could do this today. I know you'd be able to repair this, this equipment and save a life. And, and then when things don't go well, she's going to write a letter to the hospital. Look, he didn't, he didn't, he did his best. You know, he tried to fix it. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. I, it, it, the moms, the moms are out of control, showing up. Uh, I'll pass the mic. I'm sorry. Look, let me just say this. It was actually well written. It was. It was not as bad as that was well written. The problem is pretty much, yeah. There, there, there's a couple spelling errors, but okay. Right, but it should have never been written. Is the thing. Right, it right. Have been there. And also, um, again, this is what I talk about with new fans. Okay, um, listen, Mama Green, that's your opinion as far as yawning. Exactly, because I'm yawning. Yeah, stop, stop stating opinion as fact. That is that is a prime example of what ruffles my feathers with these Golden State. Well, the the unreasonable ones because I don't want to cast the Spurs. Right, exactly. Right. Let me not say that because there are rational Golden State fans, but that kind of thinking. Okay, she's doing the same thing with that statement that they're doing to them. It's just maddening to me. So you want to diminish the errors before because they're coming at you. First of all, let me just say this. Someone has to criticize Golden State because the media ain't doing it. So it's a it's a it's a rite of passage there. Yes, they were them at one point. You know what happened when they were them? They got criticized they got by the criticized. media. Right. Yes. And you know I who didn't show up? Their moms. <laughs> right. They had to fight. That is part of it. Isaiah was beat up by the media. Jordan was beat up by the media and his his peers. Okay, we ain't even gonna talk about Kobe having right. a fight and stuff. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, on, on and on and on. Even LeBron James received, you know, a, a hate. If let's call it that. That is part well, of it. Especially now, LeBron's getting the shade now. Yeah. Right. That's part of it. So some the media's not doing it. These older players, right, wrong, and indifferent, are like, hey, they criticize me. Well, and, the, and the older players are saying this. We were actually defended. That's all they're saying. And yes, there's an element of truth to that. I, again, there is the game. That's the element of truth to that. Um, now, but Oscar Robinson, okay, I would encourage everyone to ignore him. Um, <laughs> he always goes overboard. Okay, but I, I have no problem with Magic Johnson what you know what he says about it because magic said if we play by these rules now right they would, they would destroy us but if if they play by our rules we would i don't know if he said they'd win but they would have a shot mm-hmm. right i i would say that i would say they would get killed if they play by these rules and then if you take it back i think you know i, I i'd say it's, they would have a shot those la Lakers teams would have a shot at golden state but it would still be tough mm-hmm. Right, because the game doesn't go backwards. No, nothing goes backwards. That's just a blanket thing. But right. getting back to this, 
whether they're right or wrong, that's an element that is sorely missing. They need to be criticized. Okay, that needs to be some adversity. We talked about the Draymond Green blow up, and we're talking now about what Mama Green doesn't like. You know, it's funny mm-hmm. that Draymond Green's the pivot point. Okay, so can we please keep our ma- your mamas out of this? Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm reading this from the, uh, For the Win, which is a USA Today offshoot. And even this writer in here says, um, he talks about Steven Jackson, Cedric Sabalos, and Oscar, Oscar Robertson, as you mentioned, all expressing doubts about the Warriors. Um, uh, but then he says, this writer says, the only reasons that anyone should have for hating the Warriors is that they're crushing your team or you're jealous. Really? Right. They're fun. They're fun to watch, and the wins column proves that they're good at what they do. They're fun to watch to you. Right. On yeah. any given night, Steph Curry can make the crowd ooh and ah with jaw-dropping horse shots. That's what you like. Like, right. and if that's what you like, great. But we're not coming on here saying, um, you know, you should agree with everything we we like either. I don't know wh- where this perspective comes from. Like, sit down and, and write something else. Uh, and also, Draymond Green can take care of himself, as I just mentioned. <laughs> from that Lisa Salter's report, I think he can he can take care of himself, Mom. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we, look, like I said, this will be settled in um, this will be settled in the postseason. We're gonna see. We're gonna really see how well Curry has improved because in last year's postseason it didn't go so well. Yeah, we talked. Uh, about, yeah, we talked about that. Right. Yeah, for him. So that's really what I'm gonna look for. I'm reserving judgment until they win again. And he is not sublimated, as the scout said, by Andre Iguodala. Okay. And he's not, you know, slowed down by the likes of, you know, Dalavado. We've talked about this. Yeah, we have. Yeah, so we'll see the translation of the improvement when you have to see a team over a span of four to seven games. Exactly. And not saying that it won't happen. I I think it's a legit improvement from Steph Curry. And again, he is just the player for this league right now. Yes. Yeah, anything else from you guys? And Jeff, anything else you need to get off your chest? No, I mean, that was a, that was a great point. Um, and that goes with what I said is I think he'll carry that attitude that I look for of greatness into the playoffs. And we'll, and perfectly said, we'll see if he can finish the way he's finishing now in the regular season and improve upon that performance last year. Uh, and, and keep this going. I mean, that's that's everything. Is it's one thing to have the attitude, another thing to uh, finish as well. And that's what we know the greats did. Yeah. So if we're gonna talk greats, we gotta see it. We have we have we have all the components, but we gotta put them all together to move into that elite tier. Yeah. All right, Scout. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, to build on what the football GM said, I agree 100%. When No one's giving away free passes on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay, that's a decade plus of torch in the league. And yeah. you earn it. That is not, that is not cheap league. Okay, so I agree with all of that. And again, this is, I think he's legitimately a, a um, Hall of Fame player, even right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. So I'm not gonna go. We're not gonna go and undermine what he's done. But again, this is an issue of a decade. These guys come in 10, 12, 13 years, and there's no answer for them. And again, all this greatness that we're talking about with Curry is on the offensive side. Yes. Right. So let's not forget that too. That's and that's the beauty of it. We will see, enjoy watching it. Let's put the crowns away for now. And that's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back okay. and enjoy. 
Yeah. yeah. So let, we're going to put those crowns away, as you said, Scout. Um, Football GM, it was great having you on here. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah, yeah we needed your perspective. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. need it. The world needs it. <laughs> he represents uh, the Steph Curry fans who have a nice level head on their shoulders. Yes. And with that, everybody, we'll check you next time. Um, don't forget, if you missed any of our episodes, Dynamic Network uh, on iTunes. Uh, you can check us out on SoundCloud uh, as well and via social media at Dynamic Daily. And with that, we out. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.